And the first thing she said to me uh, uh, was amazingly disarming, and I've held on to it ever since. She said, um, everybody here who was on council um, ran against council, so you're among friends. Um, and immediately I started learning and understanding that things just aren't as politically sharp um, as you might think they are. Welcome to another episode of the GovGab Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco. Thanks again for being a part of another one and excited to take a little trip north uh, where we visit with Egan, Minnesota Mayor Mike McGuire. Uh, Mayor McGuire was on the city council from 2003 to 2007, and now he's serving his fourth term as mayor uh, for the city. And we talk about a lot of things from long-range planning to you know working cohesively and collectively with the council um, and a lot of different committees that are set up. And really the, the whole point is, you know, how do we give back to the citizens and really the employees that are coming into work in Egan each and every day? So have a pretty wide-ranging conversation on a variety of topics. And I think you guys will really enjoy this one with Mayor McGuire. So without further ado, let's jump into my chat today with Mayor Mike McGuire. Mayor McGuire, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining. Well, thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, this is really neat. You know, obviously, as we go through and talk with some different, uh, you know, leaders across the country, it's cool to to talk to different folks just to see their background and and why they're kind of getting involved in their in their local communities and and so on. And I want to start with you actually because I'm curious, um, and I know you you're kind of from you know different parts of the country and obviously settled in in Egan there, but I'm curious uh, when did you, I guess, the idea of getting started and getting involved in the community and whether it was the current community you're in or maybe it was another one that you moved from. But I'm just kind of curious when that idea kind of started in your mind and and we'll take it from there. Well, you know, um, I kind of I grew up uh, kind of interested in um, politics and policy. And uh, I moved from the East Coast uh, out to southern Minnesota um, and uh, met my wife there. Uh, in southern Minnesota, and uh, you know, uh, when we got married, we had kind of a shared value of um, interest in politics and in uh, public policy and community service. And the more we became invested financially in our community, and we put down roots, bought a house, and, and had a son, um, uh, it was just a natural to get involved in the community. We started following local politics and uh, got involved in our church and uh, and. Um, actually, I just decided uh, uh, right about the time we had our first son, actually, our, our only son, uh, to run for the city council. I'd been to a couple of council debates and um, had uh, some concerns in our community about uh, the way that citizens were being listened to. And uh, I had had some experience running campaigns um, uh, on a statewide level and uh, put those learnings to work to get elected to the city council. And, uh, and then uh, after a term on the city council, I uh, was encouraged by the departing mayor to uh, run for mayor. So uh, it's been a, an interesting uh, trip, and it was, it's been about two years now since, uh, since we made that decision. And were you involved in any, like, committees or anything with the city prior, to, or did you just say, I'm going to go straight shot, go for council, and, and start there? You know, it's, the, the usual path would be to be involved in a, 
in an advisory committee or something like that. And we have a number of them uh, in our city here in Eugene. Um, um, I didn't go that route. I actually uh, just came out of the community. I was uh, engaged in a church that uh, had some affordable housing um, concerns that it was sharing with the council at the time. And, um, and I was occasionally a, a warm body representing that group um, in a council meeting and just became kind of interested that way. Really. And then there was another, it was a local issue as well that um, I took kind of a profile on, um, a little bit testing the waters um, for uh, whether or not a run for council would be a viable thing. I've, I've always had an interest in running for office, so it just, it just made sense. And what you mentioned, the outgoing mayor kind of mentioned to you, maybe tapped you on the shoulder, said, hey, maybe this is something you'd like to do. What what was appealing about, you know, obviously being on the council, there's a, a bunch of other folks there and you're kind of working now to be kind of the, the head guy, if you will. Um, what was appealing about running for mayor? And that's something you ever wanted to do before you got tapped for that or? Uh, not necessarily, although, you know, I mean, I, you know, I, I first ran for city council um, uh, thinking I was going to um, use it as a stepping stone to go to the state legislature, um, where I, I, at the time, thought my interests were uh, were more and certainly seemed um, politically sexier. Um, but, uh, you know, the mayor and I ran for um, he mayor and me city council um, at the same time. We were first elected at the same time. Uh, and he and I were new to the council at the time. Um, I think we shared some of uh, uh, similar concerns on how the council was uh, uh, communicating with city staff and with the community. Um, so he and I were uh, really uh, uh, close to one another uh, when he was elected. Uh, and, uh, and so when he uh, had decided he was only gonna serve one term, um, and I had learned a lot, quite frankly, just in my first two years of being on the council, how to work with uh, other council members. Um, I, I discovered in, in short time that uh, there's not as much politics to a city council as you might think there are, certainly as much as you think they are from the outside. Um, and so to some extent, I kind of uh, calmed down and stopped picking fights with my colleagues and started working with them. Uh, and, uh, and it was a very productive uh, council at the time. So when the mayor tapped me and said, you know, I think you can, help keep this going and keep this council moving in a in a productive direction for the community um that was a really uh, attractive opportunity i wanted to continue the work that he and i had done uh in moving in that direction with the city council and it's been uh really a, 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 a progression that we've been able to maintain for the last 20 years in the community which i think has really strengthened the community and helped it uh, become a, a more successful city and a stronger community is, is there one thing you wish you knew prior to either running for council or running for mayor that, you know, obviously you know now, and maybe, maybe you can share that advice with others that may be thinking about that someday. Yeah. Well, you know, I think when I first ran from council for council, one of the things that the kind of fascinating, it's a short story, but uh, uh, I went to a holiday party that was um, hosted by the, um, the mayor who was um, leaving the council um, and who I had basically run for city council. Um, in some pretty sharp criticism of or opposition to. Um, and, uh, you know, I first walked into the door at her uh, holiday party, and I'm this young um, uh, council member-elect who people don't really know much except for we just uh, want a campaign to go to city council. And, and the first thing she said to me uh, uh, was amazingly disarming, and I've held on to it ever since. She said, 
Um, everybody here who was on council um, ran against council. So you're among friends now. Um, and immediately I started learning and understanding that things just aren't as politically sharp um, as you might think they are. Um, that doesn't mean there aren't disagreements in things. But uh, one of the things I discovered on the way to being mayor and on the way to the council um, is that uh, uh, people really do work together um, uh, uh, more than you think they do. Um, and, uh, and, and I mean that in genuine ways, not in, uh, in trying to rig the system ways, but you know, they, they have disagreements um, uh, productively and amicably. Um, and, uh, and the local level politics just isn't, um, I think, what, is, what it might appear to be from the outside uh, or what it might appear to be if you haven't really seen it in action before. You know, one of the things that always appealing to me, especially from, you know, looking from like a mayor standpoint is, you know, obviously you're juggling a full-time job and career and also kind of running the city there as well. Obviously for those not in the position, what's the time commitment look like on your end? How do you juggle those things? How do you prioritize um, sure. so that you can kind of get everything done you need to? Well, I, you know, I have um, uh, progressively um, uh, juggled those things, but then also reduced the number of things that I juggled. So when I was first elected mayor, I was, uh, I was working full time. Um, and, um, and, you know, I'm fortunate. Um, I have a wife who's very supportive um, uh, personally of this work and of the, of the time commitment. Um, and so progressively, it's, um, I've become more and more committed to the mayor's job. Um, and, uh, and I've uh, voluntarily kind of reduced my professional commitments. Um, it's very difficult to balance it and work a full-time job, especially when you're working for somebody else. Um, I found that um, uh, I would uh, sometimes... Um, have to be committed to the mayor's job, feel like I was stealing uh, from the employer um, by uh, not reducing uh, my commitment to the employer. So eventually I reduced my commitment to my employer to a part-time ending so I could um, better commit to the mayor's job. Um, and then uh, um, uh, uh, we had a, a workforce reduction and I had to um, uh, uh, leave that part-time job. Uh, consulted for a little bit, but it was more work than it was worth trying to balance it with the mayor's job. So progressively, I haven't had to do those juggles. Um, when I when I started out, um, you know, I, a couple of commitments I had to make was, you know, I, I meet every Monday morning with my uh, city administrator, some might call it a city manager. Um, and, uh, and that's something that I've uh, continued to do regardless of uh, what my work situation is, and then juggle that around. Um, you know, uh, the more I'm not having a juggle a full-time job, the more I have an opportunity to have meetings during the day with city staff or with um, uh, a developer who wants to propose something in the city. Um, and, uh, you know, the other thing that I, that I did early on, you know, I had a, a young son who uh, I wanted to be a good uh, parent to. So I've kind of always made the rule that, um, you know, I'm the mayor of the community uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, but I really uh, uh, put up a boundary around my family weekend uh, and, uh, and tried to avoid doing uh, city business of any sort uh, during the weekends. Can't always do that, um, but, uh, but it's a priority to kind of say only the most important things on a Saturday or a Sunday or a Friday night. Um, uh, it helps to kind of maintain those balances, both personally and professionally. Yeah. Are, are there any, and you mentioned the meeting that you do every, you know, Monday morning, are there any daily habits, any routines that you stick to maybe things that are important again, to keep you structured, to maybe keep you sane at some point? Yeah. Well, you know, um, 
where I'm not working uh, uh, at this point a, a, an additional job. You know, I, my my work week um, is most structured in the beginning of the week. That that Monday morning appointment is uh, is an important part of the routine for me, um, and I think for my city administrator. We have a a council meeting uh, usually on the Tuesday following that, uh, so uh, that you know starts me off. Um, uh, and starts him off with any questions that I think me or the council might have in that meeting. Uh, we also have a chance to, uh, to touch bases on a number of different scheduling options or um, uh, or on an upcoming event that week um, where he's handing off uh, my talking points. So that Monday morning meeting is a, is a real important part of the weekly routine. And I, I don't, you know, that the, the job isn't as daily as much as it is kind of weekly and monthly. Um, so, uh, so that's an opportunity to kind of reset and, and set down what does a week look like for a mayor, and then I can work my uh, my uh, uh, personal schedule um, in around that. And of course, you know, I'm active uh, beyond the city in a number of different kind of volunteer mayoral groups. So uh, um, city staff is always keeping track of, uh, of those appointments and uh, mileage and any material that I need for those meetings and things like that. And what's kind of, you know, obviously you, you mentioned all these different things you're involved in. Is there a favorite part of the uh, the job of being mayor, something that you like the most? Um, well, you know, it, it, in the context of, a, of an actual meeting or, or, or an issue that's in front of the community that maybe has some attention, um, you know, the most satisfying for me, thing for me always is to, uh, is to find the reasonable middle um, that uh, reasonably balances out um, uh, as many people's interests as possible and allows the community, the neighborhood, um, the developer uh, to move forward in a positive way. Um, and that's always feels uh, effective and reassuring. Um, you know, beyond that, it, you know, quite frankly, it's the, the opportunity I have to sit down um, over a cup of coffee with uh, a developer or uh, a county representative um, to talk about a community issue or uh, to work out relations between different governmental bodies uh, and, uh, and, and get things done that keep things moving, um, even if it's really, really quietly uh, forward in a positive direction. You know, we have a, a really uh, strong uh, city here in Egan, uh, located just about 20 minutes from the airport. Uh, and, uh, and we are a, a, a real good employment center. Um, anything we can do to kind of keep that investment and reinvestment going and keeping this community moving forward uh, is uh, is very satisfying, and uh, even if it's just at, if it is at the the uh, simplest meeting, um, because uh, it takes that relationship to be able to bring an issue um, before the council uh, and to a successful completion. So it's all part of the process, um, and that that process of getting to win and getting to yes is what I most enjoy. Yeah, and is there and you, and you can kind of go back to the city council days as well. But is there one or two decisions you know you've been extremely proud of, whether they're very high public profile, or maybe again, those, those, some of those ones that not many people talk about, but they were really yeah. um, important. Well, you know, we, there, I think of two and, and they're not, you know, you know, there's uh, back in the city council days. Uh, and then once as mayor, you know, we had some particular community controversies around golf courses. Um, they weren't easy decisions. Um, and, uh, and, and there are some people who came out with hurt feelings and, some people who came out um, not having seen the outcome they would have liked, um, and, and that caused some neighborhood fractures and things like that. But, um, but I think that those are important decisions, and it's important to step up and make them. 
um, even when they're hard. So I, I think about those. Uh, a decision that I'm that I'm proud of because I, I, I think it was a, a solid decision that helped move this community forward is a few years ago, I, I really worked and advocated um, uh, as mayor with my council um, for the city to go through a, a kind of 20-year visioning uh, plan and engage our citizens um, in a variety of ways to help uh, us um, work together to define a vision for what they want the community to be in 20 years. Um, because I really thought that um, uh, we would, uh, the council of five would be well served to hear from the community more about what they want in the community uh, than to just kind of rely on our own imagination. Um, having done the job of city council member and mayor for, at that time, a decade or more for each of us, which is a good stability, um, but it's also important, I think, to go back and touch base again with the community um, after you've been uh, running for re-election uh, so often. Uh, and you might still be have, holding the same vision that you started with. So um, uh, refreshing that vision, and um, uh, we called that Egan Forward, uh, and uh, we came out with a 20-year vision that really has started to uh, take root and guide our city staff, um, our city council members as well. Uh, and I think it was a really productive uh, conversation that we had. So I was really proud with the initial decision to uh, really encourage my council members to do it. And, uh, they weren't resistant to it, but it took some encouraging because, um, you know, we put some resources into it and want to make sure that it's a, a vision that's going to help us move forward. How do you prioritize those, especially if there's a lot of, you know, citizen engagement and they're bringing up a lot of ideas? Is there is there any way that, you know, you guys, I don't know, if, I don't know what tactics you use to prioritize or was just, is just kind of looking at, hey, here's where we want to go with the community and this is what's going to direct us. Uh, anything you can share? Or? Well, you know, out of the process came kind of six strategies, really. Um, and they, you know, is a range of uh, different things from, uh, um, uh, 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 physical amenities uh, like bike and pedestrian trails um, to um, making Egan a more welcoming community and recognizing our uh, uh, demographic um, and uh, racial and cultural diversity and the increasing numbers on on those kinds of issues as well. So um, it's uh, it's it's not it's it's they aren't specific policies um, and you know we prioritize things uh, you know to some extent the way we always have. There's a certain set of um, what I would suggest are fiduciary responsibilities to the community. Um, and, and that, you know, that goes around raising revenue and, and providing um, vital services. And we have a fairly limited menu of services that we provide as a city, um, of obviously public safety and then uh, public works and plowing the streets and things like that. Um, and then you look for how within doing those fiduciary responsibilities, um, and through things like your parks department or your communication department, um, you can work on those community connections and, and, uh, uh, and at the same time be uh, working on the infrastructure with public works that helps build the bike paths and the bike lanes. And you work with parks department on how you can um, uh, integrate um, uh, uh, public art um, into your parks programming um, because those are kinds of things that bring your community together um, and uh, make for not just a successful city, um, but a strong community. And I think that's the kind of vibrance that um, uh, um, uh, people looking for a place to live want to see, um, that companies looking for a place to locate and bring their employees to want to see. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, if we are, are successful uh, at um, building a strong community, 
and, and, and setting those directions out there as a vision of who we want to be. Um, uh, the fiduciary responsibilities come uh, when people see that vision and they want to invest in your community. Um, and that's what I'm, so, what I'm really excited about in terms of uh, what we've managed to do here in Egan. That's uh, what I like to refer to as our secret sauce. Um, but it's, uh, it's a, it really is a roadmap for community vibrance, uh, no matter where you are, I think. Yeah, it sounds like some really good foundation you guys got going there and uh, excited to see how that, that growth takes form over the next several years and obviously another yeah, 20 year yeah. plan. Well, what we're, is, we're very fortunate. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. What, what is from, and if you look from the opposite side, you know, I'm an optimist um, as it is, but a glass half full guy. But if we took the other approach, like what, what do you find is maybe the biggest challenge that you guys are and either anticipating, maybe you're seeing now or you're anticipating over the next few years that you guys have to deal with? Well, you know, I, it, it, we, have, we have kind of a, a, a fiscally conservative um, uh, tradition here in the city, and that, that's not just about, um, uh, you know, dollars and cents. It's also about um, uh, how we uh, make sure to kind of keep a rein on, on what our outlook is. So we've had a very successful last few years in terms of, of growth, um, but we've certainly gone through those periods where we've struggled. We've had to cut back on staff. Um, and so, you know, one of the things is that when, uh, when the going's good, recognize that it's not always going to be going that way. Um, and to be smart and, uh, and conservative in how much you project uh, and how you manage the resources that you have and, and how you make sure to um, keep some of it aside uh, because uh, the good times aren't going to roll um, every year uh, and grow every year. There are going to be some down times and you want to be prepared for that. So. Uh, we do a, a really solid job, I think, on that front of, of not um, uh, getting out in front of our skis too much. Um, and then, you know, my perspective uh, in this community in particular, um, you know, the biggest challenge that I see is we, you know, we have, uh, we've added some um, uh, important uh, corporate citizens in the last few years. Uh, right now, Egan is a, a net employment uh, job center, which means more people come Egan to work every day. Uh, then go to other cities from Egan to work every day. Um, we're projected to have about 80,000 jobs in this community uh, about 20 years from now. Um, and um, as the city council in the city intensifies the number of jobs in the city, um, I think we also have to keep a focus, uh, and it's a challenge, keeping a focus on also having homes uh, for uh, those employees, for those jobs um, that are affordable at every price point in the circuit. So for me, affordable housing kind of comes full circle uh, as one of the reasons why I initially got involved uh, in the city council. Uh, and one of the biggest challenges I see coming uh, forward, uh, and it's a matter of um, uh, being victims of our own success, but then also um, providing for that continued success and that continued foundation. It, why do you feel, you know, you mentioned the and maybe it is, you know, the housing opportunities there and, um, you know, those type of things. Why do you think jobs are coming in so much to the city versus others surrounding you guys? Is there certain thing, you might, maybe it's part of that secret sauce you mentioned, but, uh, you know, there, is yeah. there certain things you guys are trying to do or? Well, you know, you, you can't underestimate um, the value of location. Um, and that's a significant part of it. Um, you know, uh, we are uh, the, the community itself uh, and, the, and the local government. Um, they, you know, when we have evaluations from citizens, 
Um, our city staff gets um, high, high marks. Um, I think we uh, are, um, our, the quality of city service really is, is excellent. Um, um, but, uh, you know, that also, I, I, you know, I think, you know, we have a, a conservative um, uh, approach to uh, funding the government. Um, it doesn't mean that we are unreasonable uh, about our taxes, um, but we uh, we keep them low uh, and we run an efficient machine. And I think I think the businesses and employers appreciate that. Um, uh, our taxes are a little bit lower or on par with most of our neighbors. Um, you know, here in the Twin Cities region, we have some uh, some um, uh, growth um, uh, property tax base sharing programs that really. Um, discourage, I think, productively um, cities from competing directly with one another. So, you know, you don't see the city of Egan giving out a whole lot of subsidies to try to bring jobs in. Um, we tend to let the community speak for itself as a value. Um, and you also can't underestimate the, the, the notion that we have 67,000 people here. Um, and, uh, and that's, you know, that creates a market for, um, for retailers um, that they want to serve as well. So, when you're successful with the big employers, um, you have opportunities for more business to business business, uh, as well as uh, more opportunities for um, people to do business with the employees and the uh, citizens and residents of the community. So it's a, it's a systematic thing that it, 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 we just have been very fortunate in, um, in being able to put together and keep going here in Eden. And I kind of want to, you know, end on, you know, some some advice maybe. And this is, you know, kind of the open forum part I like to have where, yeah. and I'm going to take it on two fronts. So maybe advice for other mayors or other leaders of cities uh, around the country. And then secondly, maybe for folks that want to get involved in, you know, in local government and they want to kind of give back their time. What would advice maybe share to both of those parties on maybe improving their communities and also the folks that, you know, again, want to be involved and in, uh, in volunteer and those type of things. Yeah. Well, you know, I think um, maybe, maybe twofold. I, I think in terms of advice to other mayors, um, you know, and I think every mayor knows his community, his or her community, um, and or their council, um, and can be uh, the. Don't need my advice, I guess, but. Um, you know, I, I've always tried to, you know, uh, to take this job and, and statutorily it's a nonpartisan job. Um, that's something I take seriously, my colleagues take seriously. Um, and we've built up a history and a trust uh, to, um, uh, to be um, uh, really fly the flag of our party as our city. Um, and that's always our focus and we don't uh, get distracted by um, the politics that goes on um, above our heads. So, um, you know, I encourage uh, any mayors to try to build up that atmosphere with your council. And, uh, you know, it starts with being able to trust one another. It starts to be able, it, it starts with being able to disagree with one another, um, but also move on. Uh, and, you know, we have some rules on our city council that I think work really well um, for us. Um, you know, we, uh, we try to praise in public and criticize in private. Um, and, uh, and once the council has taken a vote, um, uh, as council members and as a mayor, we don't go back and, and talk about or uh, mull off that vote um, with our colleagues again. Um, it's, uh, it's just a matter of, um, you know, we resolve issues and then we move on and we do it professionally. We maintain our, 
our relationships. So the more you can kind of have a professional relationship and foster that um, environment of respect with your full counsel, um, I think it pays back in how effectively you can work with one another. Um, on the community side, um, for anybody who is uh, thinking about, you know, getting uh, interested in their community, the encouragement I would have is um, learn um, before you get involved um, and uh, and do it for the right reason. Um, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, we're in an environment these days where um, I think people are quick to get um, up in arms and emotional um, and uh, quick to see um, adversaries um, where there might be um, uh, colleagues or uh, partners um, and uh, I think too often these days um, getting involved is sometimes getting involved for the vocal reasons but maybe not the right ones in terms of helping your community um, so if you're you know if you're looking at the council and you're and you're wanting to get involved um, if you're wanting to get involved because you want to make a change um, do a little bit of research and, and make sure that that's that that change is something that is um, for the better in the community um, and not just uh, something that looks um, politically shiny at the time. Mayor McGuire, this is awesome having you on and, uh, and sharing a lot of that journey and insight into the uh, into the city there. I really appreciate it. Uh, really appreciate you taking time out today. Well, thanks. I, I appreciate your taking the time with me as well, Brian. It's uh, been a, a pleasure talking to you, and I, I wish you all the best out there. Hey everyone, thanks for joining in this episode, and we really appreciate if you head over to iTunes, leave us a quick review, give us a rating. We certainly appreciate any feedback you can share so we can make this podcast better each and every episode. Thanks again for listening in. I hope you guys have a phenomenal day. Take care.